No more rocket balls, please. We all down the game start. A lot of distractions, a lot of nonsense. The title is back in town. Welcome to Talking Title Town. Just a couple of casual Packer fans who act know what they're talking about and believe they could be the GM. Weekly recaps, debates, predictions, and more. We're Dan and Scud. Scud, have you pressed the panic button yet? Um, oh, oh uh, man, not fully. No, not fully. Nope. Have you? You can only press it or not. That's a yes or no answer. No, I have not pressed it yet. Okay. That's I have, how close I am, though. I, I have not either. I think I will be pressing it if we lose this next week. Yeah, and yeah, and especially how we look. We didn't. I, I can't remember another watch another game that the Packers looked like they looked against the Jets. I I didn't recognize that team at home. Can you even remember yeah. the last home loss like that? No, not. Not on with a, a healthy Rodgers or or Favre. No, not with our starting quarterback playing. No, no, right. The only one I can remember is Brett Huntley, where the offense was roll right and throw it out of bounds. Seneca Wallace, all the greats. It's all the greats. <laughs> Point is, it's been a while. But we'll uh, we'll jump right into it. First of all, top five offense PFF ranking number one, David Bakhtiari, which is great to see. He had was one of the only people who had a good game. Definitely the only one that had a good game on the offensive line. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, number two, 84.7. Three, Robert Tunyon, 77.2. Josh Myers is on there, but I think that's just because everyone else played so bad. He's number four at (laughs) 64.4. Alan Lazard, 60.3, even though he got worked by Sauce. Uh, We can talk about that in a little bit, but Sauce Gardner looked like one of the best DBs in the National Football League. That was crazy. Good player. Good player. Uh, top five defense, uh, Kingsley Anigbar, 90.5. That's he showed uh, out. Yeah. I mean, he had a sack that I remember, but other than that, I don't really know where that score came from. It's been well in the run game, but Adrian Amos, number two, Dean Lowry, number three, Preston Smith, number four, and number five, Kenny Clark with a 69.8 rating. Bottom five defense, or sorry, bottom five offense, John Runyon, 42.8. Jawan Winfrey, Winfrey, 43.4. Romeo Dobbs, 45.6. Royce Newman, 47.6. And A.J. Dillon, 48. Both guards in the bottom five. Bottom five defense, T.J. Slayton, 33.6. Eric Stokes, 42.4. Stokes had his worst game yet. Uh, Quay Walker, 45.9. Razul Douglas, 55.9. Rashawn Gary, 56.2. So, overall, not a great outing for the Green Bay Packers on Sunday, eh? No, you can throw LaFleur in the bottom five. You can throw Barry in the bottom five. Coaches, too. Yeah, that was terrible. That was tough to watch. It didn't... it really didn't feel if I'm being real with myself that we were going to come back and win that game at any point. It, it didn't seem like we had any juice to try and make it come back. Nothing was, nothing was working. Oddly enough, when it was 17, 10, I thought we still had a chance. Um, 
especially with it being three, three at halftime, I was kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. We haven't played a full four quarters yet this year. Maybe it's just offense was taking the first half off. And they're going to come out here and they're going to play well in the second half. The opposite happened. The Jets did that and we didn't. My, uh, my big question of the day for you though, to lean off the bat, who takes the most blame right now for the Packers three and three start? Is it Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, or Brian Gutekunst? <laughs> um, I it's it's LaFleur, it's coach, it's head coach. If we do, we didn't even look like a like a football team, and there was no juice, no one was pumped up. The play calling has been absolutely garbage all year, despite what they say in the post game pressers. Everything's going to change. We're going to do this, change this get the ball to 33 and he doesn't get the ball at all. It seems like uh life without Devonte and, and more of the LaFleur offense isn't really jiving that well. And something, something has to change. So I'm, I'm putting the blame on, uh, on the floor. How about you? I have, I have a feeling you're going to say goot. <laughs> How'd you know? Uh, <laughs> I am. And this is why I understand the argument that the pa- that the play calling has not been great for Matt Lafleur. I get that, but you can call the worst play and have great players, and you're going to execute. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need the perfect play call at the perfect moment at the perfect time. If you have great players, they make up for a lot of that. So I think Matt Lafleur is he's trying to sled uphill on sand right now with the roster that he's been given on offense. We've been complaining for years that Aaron Rodgers does not have enough weapons and Goody just shipped off his number one weapon and replaced it with Sammy Watkins. Who's played one game, maybe two, I guess. And two rookie wide receivers that we know are going to be investments, but where were those picks three years ago? so that they would be developed right now at a chance in time where we could actually make a run in one of Aaron Rodgers' last years. I've always been skeptical of Goody. I think he's made some good moves, but he seems to be doing the exact same thing that Ted Thompson was doing. Load the defense, we have Aaron Rodgers. Right? That was always it. Yeah, no. Load the defense. We got Aaron Rodgers, they'll figure it out. Well... What if you load the defense and the defense is still okay and they're always going to be okay and you got nothing on offense? I feel bad for Matt LaFleur. How about that? Oh. Do, do you I not? Think there's a lot of coaches that would like to have his spot, though. No. Yeah, sure. I don't think he's seeking him. He, I don't think he's seeking sympathy, but I feel for the guy. He's going to want to throw the ball to. No one can get open in a one-on-one coverage. And so what does that do? Everyone knows we want to run the ball. We want to establish the run. Well, no shit, Sherlock. They're going to pack the box and take away the run and play man coverage. And if we can't get open with those guys, how are we supposed to move the ball? There's nothing schematically you can do if your players can't execute. That's my point with Matt LaFleur. I just don't think we have the roster right now. Goody can prove me wrong if he does something before November 1st in the trade deadline, 
if this was part of his plan all along, you know, is to get Sammy Watkins as a fill-in for now. It's not his fault that he's not healthy. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson were going to be work in progress. Fair enough. And if his plan along all along all along was to go and get someone before the deadline, cheers to him. But if not, this blame right now falls on Goody. That's my take. That's my rant. Sorry. No, no, that's that's fine. I know you're uh you've always been skeptical of Goot. There's obviously some truth there, 100 percent Yes. I think the Devontae situation is it was a complex one when we offered him money. Seems like he was kind of set on going out to Vegas, family, whatever. Good luck. Um, with drafting the receivers early, I mean, earlier than we did these two this year. Yeah, you can see it. I think how, more how, than how, how about a, how about a couple though. of years ago, though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely would have helped under, under Devontae. So you get those guys learning under one of the best so that, you know, when we do move on from them, they're not year one rookie guys trying to learn the fly when we really, really are going to rely on them. hundred percent makes sense. We have what we have right now. And to be three and three is absolutely ridiculous. This roster should not be three and three. Well, so I think, I think more of it has to fall on the floor right now. This era, this kind of in-between era, post-McCarthy and uh, or post-Ted Thompson with Goot, the blame can be on Goot for we still have time, but no Super Bowl, yes. But this season right now, three and three, it's completely on the floor and his decision-making on offense and um, a little bit of Barry. But I think it's more on the floor. Well, you know, it's... I should walk that back. My statement It's great seeing Jordan love catching a lot of passes and playing a lot of snaps on, on Sundays. That's really, really encouraging to see. Thanks Goody for that. I don't know, man. It, it just does not feel like he has manufactured a team with enough weapons. Yeah. We're th- like, I can, I can see that we're three and three. You look at our team. You got two tackles. who are coming back from ACL injuries, two rookie wide receivers as you're, as you're, you're banking your entire season on one of them panning out and everyone's just going to stuff the box and get rid of our playmakers in the run game. And that's, we're going to see it all year long. I don't think I'm pressing the panic button yet though, because I think I, I do have faith that the rookie wide receivers are going to get better. I have faith that Goody's going to actually make a move. There's Chase Claypool's out there. DJ Moore has been flooded around. I think that's less likely since the Robbie Anderson trade. Um, Will Fuller's on his couch somewhere. I don't think OBJ's the guy. Um, Sean Jackson just got signed by the Ravens. But there's things we can do. I think he can pick up someone. Um, but right now, I'm not surprised that we're three and three, to be honest with you. See, the past, talking about weapons and that stuff, the past two teams you lost to. The Jets. Can you name one of their receivers right now? Yeah, sure. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, um, all okay. three of which <laughs> were draft picks in the last three years for them. And look at where look where they've got. And then the Giants. They uh, passed the ball eighteen times. Those aren't those. That's not what won them the game. They ran the ball thirty three times. Oh, I'll give you another that's weapon. Brees, won them the game. I'll give you another weapon then. Brees Hall. And like he touched the ball 20 times, to- 22 times 
Aaron Jones touched the ball 11 times. Yeah. We got to use some of the weapons we have. But but that's the problem, though, is because their defense knows where our weapons are. And if both of them are behind 12, there's no threat outside. They don't have to honor anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, but their defenses are running all across the league. It's everyone's running the Tampa two too high. And the past two teams you lost to, the Giants and the Jets, we both before the game and the Patriots too, which we almost lost that game. Before the game, you're like, we're not worried about anyone on the outside. We gotta stop the run. That's how they're gonna beat us. I think the Packers also understood that that Bailey Zappi, Daniel Jones, who's having actually a decent year, but he's not passing a load. We're relying on the run game. And Zach Wilson were not going to beat us with their weapons on the outside. It might be hard for Rodgers to understand that right now, but you, even though you go three and out a couple times running the football, you have to stick with it. You know, it can't be just nine times and then you give up on it and then throw it again for 40-plus times. How many uh, passes did Rodgers have on Sunday? Do you know what that number is? I don't. 41, 41 throws. 41 throws. Wow. And each week, I looked into this, each, every single week so far, we've had 60 plus plus plays. And every week except one, we've had more plays than the other team. Is a lot of that because we're playing catch up? At the end of the games, like I'm sure part of it is, but it's it brings up a good point. There's it some of that feels in there. like we're it feels like we're on the field less than the other team is, man. And for us to have that many it does. plays, like why is that? I know, and that's that's one thing I was trying to think of before. Like, what is that? What does that mean? I mean, we're three and three, and we've had more plays than every team. I mean, some well, I, I don't suppose know the exact reason for it. Penalties. Fall in there, sacks fall in there, turnovers. And, and we've turned the ball over more than last year. Yeah. It's got to be a combination of those. I mean, penalties obviously kill in the yeah, the turnovers, but we didn't have we didn't have a turnover actually on Sunday. It's our first week not no. having one. And we scored 10 points. Yep. A lot of question marks. First of all, I think it's offensive line. We've talked about yes. it. Everyone's been oh. talking about it. It's the first thing, you know, everyone says is, I mean, it was noticeably bad. Your job of an offensive lineman is not to get noticed. And they were noticeably bad on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I've heard that Yash can't really make the adjustment to right tackle is what I've been hearing. And it's. Yeah. People are kind of less confident on it, but something needs to change up front with those guys. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, they they got confused by a classic stunt, a defensive line stunt, something you see in PB football, and they looked like they haven't even seen one before. Yeah, I mean, I think Royce Newman. It's time for Zach Tom to get a a start here. Yeah, but, Tom or Ryan. I mean, Hanson had to sub in for Royce. Royce got benched, and they had to go back which in. Hanson, I'm not <laughs> any more confident in than. Newman. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's got to uh, be a great Tom point. or Sean Ryan. I mean, oh, man. 
hey, go in. This guy stinks. You stink worse. Get, come back out. I mean, that's that's got to be terrible. But you got to give something's got to change up front. Give a young guy a shot because obviously Newman and, and Hanson are not it. I think you still try to start Yash at right tackle. Like he's, he's, I mean, he's, and he's someone's going to be uncomfortable. So it might as well be, you know, a guy who's trying to earn a spot. Right. Yeah, I'd rather have four guys comfortable and one guy learning rather than right. three guys, two guys comfortable, and the other guys just suck, and then you're screwed. Right. I I would be shocked if we don't see Elton Jenkins at left guard before Buffalo. I would guess we see Elton Jenkins at left guard before Buffalo. I mean, I, I I think there are changes coming up front. I think there are. I think that was. I think this week was a wake up call. I think so but, too. All right, something, something ain't right up front. Some ain't right. Yeah. So you'd go left to right. It'd be Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, Zach Tom, Yash Nyman. Yeah, I mean that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Try it out. Right side is going to be completely new. And you yeah. have, you know, right. you have a back and Mercedes and Tunyon on the right side to kind of, you know, help periodically from time to time. Yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, th- throw, the new, throw the new guy in early now rather than, you know, lose a couple more critical games and you're throwing him in when it's absolutely must win. Right. Give him some time, a little bit of leeway so he can get his feet under him. You know, especially we've said this for th- two weeks in a row now, three weeks in a row now, this should be another easy win. The commanders are not a great football team. So you're not, you're not putting them in Sunday night football up in Buffalo. You're not putting them in there in Philly. Let's see what he has this week. Tell me, uh, tell me reason to be optimistic. We can turn this thing around. What's your stick there? It's weak. It's week, you know, we're th- six games in the season. You have the back-to-back MVP. I don't think Rodgers wants to go out like this. He's for sure not. I think we're going to be fine. Uh, we're, we're okay. We got players. We got Aaron Jones. We got Dylan. We can, we can run the ball. We've shown it in two games this year already. We'll be all right. But we're not going to be all right just doing little changes here and there. There's got to be some actual distinguished change in our game plan and how we go about things in order for it to go around. But again, we have the bad man himself and Aaron Rodgers. So not all is lost. Fair. <laughs> Funny enough, my biggest, you don't, you don't reason, sound convinced. <laughs> well, no, I, I, it's, I am convinced. I, it's just funny enough. My biggest reason for optimism is not even about the Packers right now. My biggest reason for optimism is what's going on around the league, specifically in the NFC. This is a weird year. I might have said it last week, but there's some weird stuff going on right now. I mean, Tampa Bay's three and three. Um, the New York Giants and the Philadelphia <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Jets and name one more. Gosh, Dallas are way better than they should be right now. And Giants. Yeah, Giants. I'm saying like the NFC East is all of a sudden the best division in football. Where'd that come from? 
Atlanta Falcons are sneaky, kind of good. Yeah, like there's just some weird stuff going around in the NFC mm-hmm. East, and I don't think there's anyone in the NFC that scares me. Like we could sneak into the playoffs as an okay team, play lights out one night, and Aaron Rodgers plays the game of his life, and we can beat anyone. Like if there's any, if there was ever a year where you would like your chances as a wild card, this is the type of field that it'd be. You know, we we don't have a Buffalo in the East or the NFC. We don't have a Chiefs in the in the NFC. Cardinals, they suck. A lot of teams figuring their shit out right now. So that's why I'm a little bit more optimistic is that we're not alone in finding out the kind of team we are. We have plenty of time to catch up and gain wins and just sneak in right now is all we really need to do. You're saying you're getting some whiffs of 2010 here, Dan? We started three and three in 2010. And we beat the Eagles, might I add. There's some parallels here. There's some parallels. Again, a little bit of 2010 stank up in here. Yeah. There's your optimism. There's your optimism, everyone, right there. Yeah, correct. The optimism is we can sneak in. That's all we have to do. We don't have to be 13 and three and need the NFC, you know, running through Lambo like we have in the years past. All we got to do is sneak in. Why not? I'm. Yeah, I'm tired of winning 13 games. I'm 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 tired of that win total. Let's do something different this year. I agree. But and win right. the Super Bowl. That was a lot about a, a bad game. Let's uh let's just close the curtain on it. Yeah? Turn our back on it. Let's move on the next week. What do you say? We got the Washington Commanders. With their third team name in three years. Yeah. <laughs> Um, bad news for Packers as well. Taylor Heineke started. Yeah, he played decent against us last time. I mean, he's backup quarterbacks kill us, man. I would have rather played Carson Wentz. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I would have loved Wentz. I mean, Heineke's mobile. He can move. Um, yeah, Carson Wentz, you know what you're getting. Right. Carson Wentz probably has played his last game starting as an NFL quarterback. And Taylor Heineke, meanwhile, has the opportunity to go out there and he's got nothing to lose. He's going to sling it around. He's going to take some risks. And that is not a good recipe for us on Sunday. And everyone in that fan base, I've got some friends who are Washington fans and they're, they love themselves some Heineke. I I like the way he was playing also when when he got when he got his shot. I, much like you said, much rather would have gone up against Stinky Wentz, but Heineke <laughs> brings a lot more to the fold and the more you got a game plan for and do I trust Barry to put it forward a good one again? Absolutely not. I'm losing faith in him faster than anything else right now. If I were to ask you that same question earlier on who takes the blame with Fleur Rogers or Gutekunst, and I added Barry in there, would you have said him? No, no. I think it's I think it's still head coach, but I do have. I mean, we we, we have no idea how to stop the run. I will give him some credit though. 
our corners were playing down on receivers a little bit more. Jair, you heard Jair's name. You saw him in the mix a whole lot more. It seemed like he was playing more to his style, more to his liking. He was talking some shit and stuff. So getting in people's faces. So that was good. I will say, and I think I had that written down in my notes. That was the one positive I kind of saw from the game was that our defensive backs were playing more physical in up and guys' faces. I agree. It seemed schematically played similar to the style we played last year, specifically in the second half of the year, where, we, where there was a little bit more mix-up between man and zone. There was a few blitz packages mixed in there. It was a little bit more creativity than we've seen the first you know quarter of the season in our first couple of games, I think, which was good. I agree. Mm-hmm. But we still need to figure out how to stop the run. It's it's getting real old. Well, now's the week to do it. Washington Commanders don't run the ball particularly well. And I'm assuming they're going to put the ball in Heineke's hands a lot and play with nothing to lose and just try to sling it. So might be a good time to get some turnovers and get that confidence brewing again for the Packers' defense. Yeah, I mean, this week against the Commanders, I would say, am I more defensively, am I more afraid of their run game or passing game? It's their passing game. They got some. They got some boys on the outside: McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, um, Heineke. I mean, again, he didn't play terrible when he played us um, in the past. So in their running game, yeah, it's really they don't know which guy they're going towards. McKissick, Gibson, or Brian Robinson came back, which was a cool story. Um, so they got three guys there. So I think this is going to be more, I'd like to like to hopefully Barry sticks with the being more physical and see our defensive backs go up against the team that might be throwing it a whole lot more against us instead of just running the ball at will. Yeah, exactly. And defensively, do is Chase Young back? Do we know his status at I, all? I don't think he's back yet. The last I saw he was consulting with a, another doctor and how to best kind of revamp and get going again. So there really should be no excuse, right? For our offense, not to show up. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Like literally no more excuses. You can tip your hat a little bit to the jets defense. Um, That coach over there, man, he makes them play hard and they got some talent. Like we, like we mentioned earlier, sauce Gardner was, he was, pretty fun to watch actually from a a rookie and what was that Williams name like Quinn Quinn Williams I mean he was a dog Quinn Williams yeah man man the I mean ate our lunch so I think you tip your hat to the Jets a little bit defensively but just Washington does does not have that there's no excuses this week no no they made us look like a puppy with his our tail behind our legs and if we come out and do it again then yeah then it might be panic panic button time I I'll be the first to say I'm pushing the panic button if we lose next week, this week. Yeah, we, I mean, we, I'll... we lose on Sunday. I'm jumping on that panic button. <laughs> we uh we don't have uh, Fox's uh, A crew this weekend for the first time, and I don't know how long uh, for broadcasting. We got the I think the B or C team, which is fitting. Yep, everything adds up. I mean, we're three and stink. Yeah, we're three and three. What's Washington's record even? Are they two and four? One and five. Two and four. 
it's a get right game, man. We need some type of momentum or we're just going to get our yeah. asses blown through each other in Buffalo. And we're going to be the embarrassment of the league three and five at that point. That can't happen. Oof. That would, you could probably say that's your season right there. Yeah. What record do we need to get to be put in the playoffs right now? You think we need to win 12 games, 11 games? Does 10 and 7 get us in? I 10 and 7 might get us a greasy like need someone to lose or need to win the last game to get in. I think 11's comfy. Cuz like you said the NFC isn't I mean last year, going off last year the bad teams are good, the good teams are bad this year. So right. It might the ship might right itself and might come down to earth. Like I'm still not sold on Dallas, still not sold on the giants, the Vikings. I'm not sold on the Vikings. So, you know, those teams that are up there right now, I'm not completely sure of. I'm still probably more sure of Brady and the bucks and uh, the Niners and us than those teams, but no one's showed it so far. So, but I do think, I think 10 might slide us in. Last spot, maybe, but 11 gets us in comfy. Yeah, I'd probably agree with 11 probably gets us in. Because, I mean, what's going on at West is weird. Cardinals might figure it out when Hopkins comes back next week. But Seattle, Niners, Cards, that's a weird division. It's looking like Vikings are going to run away right now if we don't really figure it out, especially if we lose next week. Um, And the South kind of – Tampa Bay is to lose and probably two teams coming out of the East. So I don't think 10 gets us in. I think probably 11 does. So what does that, what, what does that put us at? What do we have to do? We have to go uh, seven and four. No, we got to go eight and three. Eight. Uh, yes. <laughs> We're terrible at math. Yeah, we got to go eight and yeah. three. Okay. And That's, we have we got Buffalo, <laughs> Philly, and Buffalo, Dallas. Are Dallas, those your three losses? Is Miami a loss? Tennessee. Well, I'll call it call it how many tough games we got left. We got you could probably say five, right? Buffalo, Dallas, Philly, Miami, Tennessee. We got to win three out of t- three out of five of those to get in. Yeah, call it that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We have Minnesota at home and the Rams at home. I'm not really afraid of the Rams. They don't look anything special. No. So yeah, those. Yeah, I'd say those are our our, our games. And two of those are in three. Miami in December. We're in Green Bay. It's gonna be cold. We're going down to Miami in the heat. I mean, who knows that? Also, three really tough road games. To close the year. Yeah. But it all starts this week. All starts right now. What do you got prediction wise? Yep. One at a time. One at a time. Knock this off. Um, I think we go to Washington. I think we win. I think we win. I think we I think we get some signs of life. I'm not saying that we go there and it's Super Bowl's on. It's always on. I say we show some signs of life turning it around. It's 
27-13. All right. I'm going to say this because if it happens, I'm a genius. If it doesn't, no one's going to remember. Um, <laughs> we're going to tie on Sunday. Oh, gross. 24-24. Tie. We're not going backwards, but we're not going forward. That would fit the season. It would fit the season. It just seems like if that it would... were to happen, it would happen right now. I'm I'm just I'm have to do that just out of I don't know, self enjoyment. Okay. Player predictions, anything you got? One yeah, for offense, I think, one for uh, defense. I complete completely whiffed last week. I didn't even sniff the yardage total I had. So I got mine. Oof. I'm going to go back to the well. Yeah, you hit yours with Tony, and that was awesome. He had a good game. Yep. I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. 17 touches, and he goes for 100-plus total yards. Okay. Sound like a broken record over here, but I like it. And we do. I We, we need to do exactly that. It's about damn time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Rodgers, two passing, one rushing touchdown. Oh, all right. From Rodgers. Um, and then defensively, I'm going to say it again. I think Stokes is going to get his first pick of the year. All right. I like that. I'm going with – I'm going to go with Amos gets his pick. All right. Amos and Stokes, Rogers three. Would you say Aaron Jones seventeen touches, hundred yards total? Yep. All right. Well, I'm saying they're tying. We'll see what happens. Go pack, go man. That's all I got. You anything go else? Pack. Nope. Super right, Bowl bro. road to the Super Bowl starts this week. One win. That's right. Twenty ten all over again. We'll see you next week. <laughs>